Thank you, and welcome to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Monica Bryce. Monica is the Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives with BBB Serving Western Ontario. The Better Business Bureau provides services and information for consumers and for businesses. One of the new initiatives is monthly power chats, many webinars that provide useful information in a 30-minute format. Later this morning, we'll bring you a highlight from one of the most recent power chats on cybersecurity. Well, April is underway, and we're all anxious to get outside. And if you have a pool, you can't wait to open it. And if you don't have a pool, you might want to know what it would take to have one installed for this summer. Jason Jackson of J. Jackson Pools will join us later this morning. It's great to think we can put the snow shovels away and get the lawn tools out. And that's what our first guest, David Harford, the owner of Better Than the Rest Property Maintenance, is getting ready to do as well. Welcome to Ask BBB, David. Hello, it's great to be here. So, David, thanks for joining us. You know, I'm getting excited about this nice weather, but is it time to really start thinking about putting those shovels and plows away yet, or am I being a little too early? Uh, Well, that changes kind of year to year and depends on what Mother Nature kind of throws our way. This year in particular, I would say everyone's probably good to put their shovels away. So what are some of the common issues we'll run into after a long winter over our lawn? Well, first of all, you're you're definitely going to have thatch issues with your lawn where you get, you know, dead grass and that within the lawn and that's some of the things that we do first and when we do our spring cleanups in April we come through and we we rake everything out and uh, make sure that we pull all that thatch out and uh, then then we move on to the gardens and we we edge and till them and then pull any of the dead leaves and any of that out of the garden so there's quite a bit to do come springtime after the winter. So what steps, like, you know, if we have our garden, we're taking a look and thinking, okay, let me think about how to get this going. What are the first steps that we should take now um, to make sure that we have a good lawn for the rest of the summer? Well, the first step would be to call better than the rest property maintenance. (laughs) And then after that, um, I can then guide you what, what you you know, it depends on what the customer wants to, but for most of the time, most of our customers, we go through and the first thing we do is the cleanup. We, it, it's better to do that to know what's going on in your garden or your lawn before you start going to the store and buying products. Uh, in those steps, uh, we see a lot of people doing aeration. Is that something that uh, is recommended? Yeah, definitely. Uh, aeration and lawn rolling, uh, we have a, a whole bunch of customers that we do that for. And uh, generally what I like to do is I like to do our cleanup first and then about the third or fourth week in April, that's when I do my roll and aerate. What about fertilizer and um, applications of fertilizers? Yeah, definitely. Uh, For fertilizer, we mainly do granular fertilizer and we apply three to four of those a season. And uh, that is highly recommended if you want your lawn to be nice, lush and green. And to the, the the stronger root system you have uh, will will push out the weeds. So it's it's definitely a good practice to fertilize multiple times a season. So David, you know, if maybe the like last fall we were looking at our lawn and there were some problem areas and spots that we thought, okay, you know what, I'm not going to take care of this now. I'll think about it in spring. Um, what's the best strategy, you know, for just now going into the into the 
yard and prioritizing those things? Is this a good time to do it or do we need to like wait to fix some of those problem areas when the weather gets a little warmer? Well, again, back to depends what Mother Nature is doing each particular season. Every year it's a little bit different and every year Mother Nature um, decides when she wants to do things and, and not do things. This year it's been a strange March actually because some years we, we plow snow right up until, you know, into the beginning of April. Um, and this year, I didn't drop my plows once during March, not one time at all. And that, that's very odd. And it was quite warm as well. So it's kind of sparked everyone to start thinking about the outside of their home more so than any other year. So it, it, it sometimes Mother Nature can throw my business for a little bit of a loop where we have to change gears and, and do different things based on what she's doing. For this year in particular... It's up and down in the spring for sure, but generally this season, it's been a consistent warmer spring than the last few. So my recommendation is definitely get on top of, uh, of seeing uh, of the cleanups anyways and um, getting everything going. Because once your cleanup's done and you, you've raked the lawn and raked out the thatch, your lawn actually stands up and it starts to look alive again and it accepts rain better and accepts the sun better and it's definitely all depending on what mother nature is doing each season though. But for this particular season, I would be starting anything on your lawn. We're, we're, my whole crew is going like crazy right now with the cleanup. So I would definitely suggest getting outside and, and getting the lawns ready. So it seems things have got a bit of a head start and that means weeds as well. Is there anything we can do to uh, keep weeds under control? Sure. There, there's, there's all kinds of things you can do. A, a lot of people um, will go right away to um, having their lawn sprayed and, and a spray plan. Um, and that there's, there's a million companies out there that specialize just in that. And um, sure, they can spray their lawn, but the ultimate thing is to actually pull them out by hand. Now, I know if you've got a lawn that's, that's completely covered in them, obviously that might not be feasible for some, some homeowners, but uh what, what we try and do is if there's little bits of weeds here and there within the lawn, we actually just use a weed puller and pull the weed out by hand. And therefore, we're not using any sprays or anything that's, that could be harmful to nature. But um, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I, I'm not scared of spray or anything like that, but I, I like to try and go more natural if you can than just, just broad spraying your entire lawn. But if you've got a lawn that's just riddled with lead, weeds, then that's that's pretty much your only option that or replace the lawn. So David, if we're thinking, you know, we'd like to get a landscape or a lawn maintenance company to come and help us with our lawn this year, what are some questions that we can ask to be able to determine who would be the best person to go with? Well, there's, there's a few factors involved in that. Uh, over my 25 years plus of doing this, I've noticed a lot of quote-unquote fly-by-night kind of companies that come around. I wouldn't even necessarily call them companies, but ask them if they're insured. That's probably the number one thing I would recommend to any potential client is ask, you know, and that's for any lawn care company. Don't go with some guy that's not insured or anything because there could be any number of problems that could happen where insurance was utilized and if they're not insured well then you're up the creek without a paddle so i would definitely ask about insurance and i would actually check um things like better business bureau are they listed have they had issues with better business bureau over the years how long have they been with better business bureau how long have they been in business in general 
and just general appearance too. That that that's something that uh, you know you want somebody that's halfway looks decent when they're coming up to your property and and things like that. I try to have all my employees, uh, you know, follow suit that way as well, just to represent our company better. But um, there, there's there's a lot of factors, but the, I think the number one would be insurance and how long they've been in business. Because if they've been in business for a fairly long time, you you would hope they know what they're talking about. Well, David, uh, we want to thank you for talking to us about uh, lawns and lawn maintenance. And I guess uh, on this uh, weekend, we'll all be getting our rakes out or making that call to have someone help us out. Thanks for your time this morning. You're welcome. David Harford has been our guest this morning. He's the owner of Better Than the Rest Property Maintenance, an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. When we come back, we'll dive into the topic of swimming pools. Welcome back to Ask BBB. Accredited businesses provide useful information so that consumers are better informed about purchases that they're making and services that they're contracting. I'm Jim Swan with co-host Monica Braz, Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives with BBB. Jason Jackson is the president of J. Jackson Pools, Inc. and joins us today to talk about getting the pool ready for those great hot summer days soon ahead. Thanks for joining us today, Jason. Well, thanks for having me, Monica. It's my pleasure to be here. And hi, Jim. So, Jason, I know I'm super enthusiastic about summer, but is it too early to start thinking about opening up the pool? No, it's definitely not too early to be thinking about it, and it's not even too early to actually be doing it. Uh, I opened my pool about three weeks ago. The weather was great, and uh, I was tired of looking at the cover, so we we got it off, and... and, um, and there has actually been a couple of kids swimming in it a couple of uh, weeks ago. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely not too early. The sooner you get it open, the sooner you get all the bugs worked out, if there are any, and the sooner you can enjoy it. So what are some of the biggest mistakes that people make when they open their pool? Well, I, I think, Jim, one of the, the biggest mistakes in regards to opening your pool is people wait too long to do it. They think it's expensive to operate, and they they think, well, why would I open it if I'm not going to use it? And uh, trust me when I say it is so much nicer to look at that sparkling water than it is a dirty cover. So, so get it open and, and, and then that way, uh, when you do want to use it, like I said, it's ready to go. Many, many customers will say, geez, I, I, I want to have a party on the long weekend. I'm going to open it two or three days before the long weekend. And, and that's a huge mistake because you don't know what you're going to find when you open it. So uh, uh, like I said, try to get it open a little bit early. It, it costs very little this time of year to operate your pool because it takes very few chemicals and, um, and you, don't, you don't necessarily have to run your pump uh, 24-7 either. Um, one suggestion I might give to people that are opening their pools, and, and this may be classified as a mistake, is get your water tested by a professional. Uh, bring it in. Um, lots of people open their pool and the water looks clear. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, it's fine. I don't have to worry about it. But it, the alkalinity could be out. There could be phosphates in it. There could be a lot of underlying issues that you don't know about because your water looks clear. So that, that would probably be my biggest suggestion. And, um, and, and one thing that people do incorrectly is that they don't get their water tested properly. If we've had a pool for a while and we've got it opened up, are there some things that we might want to consider to bring that pool up to date in terms of, say, energy efficiency or, or maintaining the, the water correctly? Yeah, absolutely, Jim. Variable speed pumps are big now. 
they can save you a huge amount of uh, um, energy, a huge amount of money, and they're so easy to operate. and And, and they're a beautiful pump. They run. They run uh, so quietly that you can actually be standing beside it and not even know that they're they're operating in some cases. So that that's probably the biggest um, advantage that you could could get by updating your pump would be to go to a variable speed. Uh, salt water is also very popular and that, uh, lessens the amount of maintenance that you have to do on the, uh, the water. And also, uh, again, makes the pool a little bit more energy efficient because you're not adding, uh, chlorine to the water all the time. So what about accessories? Are there any popular accessories that people can enjoy? Yeah, there's a lot, uh, a lot of popular accessories the last couple of years with uh, everybody spending time at home. Um, we, we went through a, a large amount of basketball nets last year, uh, sold out of them quite quickly. So any, anything to do with, you know, having fun in, in your pool has been very popular the last year. Floating chairs have been popular, but I would say more so, um, accessories such as LED lights, uh, so that you can swim later into the evening and anything to keep the kids occupied, such as the basketball nets, diving rings have been, been very popular the last year. We mentioned, uh, the- uh, at the opening that some people might not have a pool and want to think about having it installed. Is that still possible uh, to have a pool for the summer this year? Well, I, I think it would be tough to find a company that has availability to install a pool this summer. Um, we're, we're booking well into 2022 and, um, and, and parts are really quite hard to come by. We can't, I can't even find an above ground pool to, to purchase right now. Um, above ground liners there's a, a real shortage on them right now so if, if you haven't already secured a, uh, a pool for this year there's a, a decent chance that you're you're not going to get one unfortunately but that allows us time for planning right so how much time should people really spend in thinking about you know what type of pool they want the, and all of the specs associated with that and and then how much time would it take once they can get a booking to install the pool once they've made all those decisions yeah, good question. Um, it, it's not something you want to jump into overnight, uh, no pun intended. But uh, yeah, you, you, especially for some of the lar- larger projects, you know, it can take months of planning. You know, uh, where's it going to go? How deep? How long? Uh, stamped concrete, uh, colored concrete, what depths, uh, sizing. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's a complex um job and, and, and it takes some planning now with above ground not so much uh but even then you have to apply for permits and it can take you know a month to uh get all that place in place and and the before you dig uh looked after so uh it, it's never too early to start it if you're thinking next year that you'd like to have a pool put in now's the time to get on the phone or, or send out emails and, and start asking questions and and uh get getting the ball rolling Okay, so if we can't plan for a pool or we, we put the pool off, what are the chances of uh, being able to install a, a hot tub or a spa? There's a better chance of that, Jim. Uh, we've got about a, a three to four month uh, lead time on hot tubs right now, depending on the type of hot tub you want. So yeah, we're, we could certainly get, get a hot tub for you this year. So let, um, let's talk a little bit about maintenance packages. So a lot of, you know, do pool companies offer a variety of different maintenance packages to help busy homeowners? And what are some of the things that a homeowner should consider that would be important to have in a maintenance package? Yeah, well, it depends on your lifestyle and, and what you feel comfortable with. We offer different maintenance packages. 
um, and different timings as well. So we can do it weekly or bi-weekly or in some cases, not very often, but in some cases we'll come out just monthly. And we'll do our base uh, package as we come out, we test your water and, and add the chemicals that are needed because that can be intimidating to people. And, and in all honesty, if your water chemistry does get out way out of whack and you don't address that quickly, you can do a lot of damage to the uh, lining of the pool and also to your pool equipment. So it is, it is very important, as I touched on earlier, to make sure that the uh, testing of the water is being done pro- properly. And then, of course, if, if you just want a maintenance-free pool, we can come out and clean it weekly for you and make sure that it's uh, running efficiently and um, looked after. So it, it depends on what you want. Um, but we'll, we can certainly, uh, make your life easy and enjoyable having a pool. Jason, besides checking to see if, uh, their BBB accredited, what are, what are some of the things that we should expect of a, a pool contractor? Well, uh, that, that's a great question, Jim. And, and right now is more important than ever because pools are very popular and, uh, you really want to do your research. BBB is a great place to start, as you said, Jim. And, and I thank you guys for that. Um, references are important. Uh, I, I would get two or three references from customers that uh, the, the pool company has dealt with because I think what we'll start to see with it being as busy as it is is people, you know, that own a pickup truck thinking, geez, I, I think I can build a pool. And um, so, so those are probably the two biggest things I would ask for is certainly references from past customers and, and uh, a thorough BBB check. Well, Jason, we want to thank you very much for taking time from your busy schedule, getting people ready for a summer of splashing in the pool. And uh, thanks for joining us here this morning on Ask BEB. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Jason Jackson is the president of J. Jackson Pools, Inc., an accredited business with the BBB with an A-plus rating. And you'll find a link to their website and other information when you search the BBB directory under pools. BBB's monthly power chats help business owners stay informed. Stay tuned for more. Welcome back to the final portion of Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with co-host Monica Brass, who is the Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives with BBB serving Western Ontario. Consumers and businesses alike find and share marketplace information on the BBB website. From the scam tracker that alerts us to scams in our area and across all of North America, to the business directory that provides complete information about businesses and services, more and more people are visiting bbb.org. Monica, one of the services of the Better Business Bureau is uh, the scam tracker. that lets people know what's going on in terms of scams and fraud prevention. And we have a good relationship with the Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre. And the power chats that you've started recently help people get the information they need in a very concise manner. That's right, Jim. And now recent Power Chat actually has been with the Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre. Our Power Chats are really 20-minute Zoom sessions that help businesses get quick and concise information to help their business. The Power Chat in March featured Jeff Thompson from the Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre. And during that 20-minute chat, he outlined the work that they do and presented information on how to recognize some of the current scams that are targeting Canadian businesses. The Power Chat included information on the importance of reporting scams. Here's what Jeff had to say as he recommended that businesses get the Cyber Safe Guide from the Canadian Cybersecurity Center. It's really about cyber hygiene today, right? Developing routine practices, I guess, that help 
your employees and yourself and your business succeed, you know, ensuring your computer networks are, are, are secure and making sure softwares are up to date, uh, making sure people understand the importance of using unique usernames and passwords across different accounts, uh, making sure there's some level of antivirus software uh, uh, installed, um, you know, and, and then all the other how to protect your points I've touched on here. You can get the Cyber Safe Guide by visiting the Canadian Cybersecurity Center's website. And of course, the entire Power Chat with Jeff Thompson of the Canadian Anti-Fraud Center is available to review on the BBB YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and search BBB Power Chat. And in fact, if you do a Google search for BBB Power Chat, you'll find that and other Power Chats as well. And Monica, that's our time for Ask BBB this week. You can contact us anytime on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BBBWesternONT. If you have a question or a guest suggestion, please tweet us at hashtag AskBBB. And thanks for listening this morning. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Monica Braz. Remember, Ask BBB. And start with trust.